Hey guys, I'm Court. And I'm Kate. And I'm Sam. And you're listening to another episode of The The Castle Castle Chat. Chat. Hey friends, and welcome back to another episode of our Disney-themed podcast. Today we are joined by Caitlin's husband, Sam. He had a spontaneous opportunity to visit Disneyland Paris, and we are here to recap his entire experience. Want to experience more magic with us outside of this episode? Be sure to follow us on all socials at The Castle Chat. If you love what you hear, please leave us a rating or review on Apple or Spotify so we can continue to build this community. Are you ready to jump into the episode? Let's chat about it. I feel like Jed should be here too. So I'm like, kind of part of my heart is like sad right now, but I'm also very excited to see this interaction happen between you two. I know. We need a round table <laughs> episode one day with Jed here too and do like a Star Wars something oh, where yeah. the boys can go crazy about what they're passionate about, Disney related. Yes. I think that would be epic. Well, we talked about that from the beginning when we were doing like the one with dot, dot, dot. And we were going to do the one with the boys. That's been like since the beginning, like a year ago. We just haven't made it happen yet. But yeah. now that we have, we have an extra mic. We're starting to build up some of our equipment here. We are like ready to bring people in studio and have some live recordings, which I think is super fun. Yeah. I love that we have an actual studio to do this in, to have three of us here for a fun conversation about Disneyland Paris. Yeah, what the heck, Sam? Disneyland Paris? Why'd you why'd you go without us? Yeah, a little spontaneous. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, Sam is my husband. I have the wonderful privilege of being married to this guy. And he is actually a huge behind the scenes castle chat important person. Yeah, VIP. VIP. Very important producer. Yes. Oh, very important <laughs> producer. From the beginning, he's done our sound. He's helped get the edits correct. He's helped upload. He does so much for this podcast. So it's really fun for me, one, to get to do the podcast related things with him, but two, to actually have him now have a conversation with us that's recorded and going to be put out for people to listen to because he does stuff for this podcast all the time, but has never been on it. Yeah. The amount of times that we're like, like, hey, Sam, um, something's wrong with our tech. Can you come help? <laughs> and like the reason why the episodes end up being as amazing as they are is typically because of Sam. So, so that's thank just you. <laughs> a, a quick shout out to Sam. But let's jump into what we're here to talk about. Oh, my gosh. Disneyland Paris, which I have been to Disneyland Paris. I was very young. I was about probably seven years old. I went with my grandparents. All I can remember is that it rained and I have a picture in front of some little like Cinderella little carriage thing. I'm wearing a poncho. That's literally all I can remember. So I'm very excited to hear about your experience, what it's like, because it feels like a blank, like blank page for me. So why were you in Paris? Start, uh, start there. Yeah, so I had a work trip, and the opportunity kind of presented itself. I had a day off. I was gone 10 days to Germany. I said, hey, why not go to uh, Paris and stop by Disneyland? And we had, you know, APs throughout 2022, so it was a Disney year, so I you know, why not continue that? I like adventures where I kind of have to figure things out. I had to hop on a plane and then a train 
and then, you know, get to the park and figure all that out. How long were your travels, like in total, from when you left Germany to getting to Paris? The day before I went to Paris, I was at the trade show, bought the ticket, bought the plane ticket, bought the train ticket, and booked a hotel room because I had to fly in the night before. It was an hour and a half flight from Dusseldorf to Paris. The airport was right at the hotel. I, you know, got dinner that night there, went to bed, woke up really early. It's uh, a train station that's within the airport in Paris, so I had to quick hop on a little tram to get to the train. It was a inner Europe train, and it, it was only a 10-minute ride. But getting from the hotel to the train and finding which you know, train terminal I was supposed to be at, that was very confusing. So I got a bit nervous because I, you know, cut it a little close, but got on the train, 10 minute ride, and then it drops you off right at, like, the gates. It's like a monorail. Yeah. <laughs> Straight up to it's the gates. It's crazy. I think that's insane that Disneyland Paris is so close to the airport. I think it does make it, even though the figuring out of where you're supposed to be might be a little chaotic and stressful, getting from the airport to Disneyland Paris is literally a 10 minute ride away. Well, I'm curious to look at like all the Disney parks around the world and see how close they are located to their local airport and just like see. I feel like Disneyland Paris will probably win because, I mean, if you can get closer than 10 minutes and you might as well be, be a park at the airport. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that they created enough space. Um, but yeah, that's so convenient. And I'm jealous. Um, you can certainly tell the people about when you called to tell me that you were going to Disneyland Paris since it was so spontaneous. <laughs> yeah, so, it, you know, there's a six-hour time difference between where I was in Germany and North Carolina. So she was, Caitlin was obviously asleep when I decided to do this. Uh, so, you know, I, I didn't want to miss the opportunity, so I just booked everything. And then when she woke up, she called me. You know, morning for her, it was like, you know, lunch for me. And I was like, yeah, so I'm going to Paris and I'm going to Disneyland. And yeah. It, and how'd that go? Yeah, so <laughs> how'd that conversation go? Emotions. Uh, at first, a bit of shock, uh, sadness, because she wasn't with me. Um, but she eventually, you know, was excited for me. Um, and, you know, I knew this was an opportunity to get content for the podcast. He went full podcast pro. He got us all the video clips. And obviously we're making a podcast episode recapping the trip now. So I was definitely bummed to not be a part of it. I've all, Out of all the Disney parks, I've only ever been to Walt Disney World. And so for me to be the Disney fanatic that I am and have Sam go to an uh, international park without me took a minute for me to collect my emotions <laughs> i remember you texting me you're like you'll never guess what i'm like oh my gosh here we go <laughs> I, I almost didn't go because you know i looked up how to get to disneyland paris from you know where i was in dusseldorf i was going to try and take a train but that was like four hours and then you know i kept seeing like oh it's an hour train ride from the airport to the park and then i did more research and they're like oh no if you go to this one station it's 10 minutes it's like one of those very fast trains and when i saw that i was like oh i'm i'm gonna do this 
Sam like, is a travel expert. He's been a lot of places, a lot of different countries, and he's not intimidated by solo travel. So I don't know that I would have been able to do what he did by myself. But how much was your plane ticket and train cost? It was pretty minimal, right? Yeah, so I just did my expense report at work today, funny enough. And the plane ticket was 350 I think, round trip. And that was Dusseldorf to Paris. Um, funny, I used Hotels.com, the app, or the Hotels app, to book the hotel room, and I, I just happened to have points, so the hotel room was like $9 with my points. And then the train ticket was, I think it was $16 each way, so like 32 bucks, just the park ticket and everything else on top of that. Not too shabby. No, I mean, for a spontaneous, you know, day trip. I mean, yeah, like I said, I... Not as um, spontaneous and adventurous as Sam when it comes to being by myself. I get a little bit intimidated. I, I get that too. I think it's just fun though to be able to say that you did that, like while you were away. Like I just yeah. got on a train and a plane and I got there and had a blast. I mean, be, also being in a park that you've never been in before. So when you walk in, like, okay, some things are, are going to look familiar. They've got a main street, they've got a this, they got a that. Mm-hmm. But you're, you probably had no idea where you were going and had to, you're the person with the map, like, where, where do I go? <laughs> what should I try? Because all the rides are, there are a lot of rides that are different, right? Yeah. No, it was, uh, it was very foreign. Obviously, new park where everything is in the park you know it was i was very reliant on my phone the you know park app and i had done no research really for disneyland paris i know caitlin had but for me it was like new i haven't done any research ahead of the trip or anything i was like oh i'll just figure it out when i get there i didn't really know anything about the rides caitlin was like texting me the whole day like you gotta do this you gotta try (laughs) this and i just kind of learned it as i went were the rides better than walt disney world so for me it was very refreshing like we had ap's all of this year and we've been to disney world many times before so i've ridden everything in the orlando parks you know multiple times and for this park you know a lot some of the rides are the same as in they're named the same thing um and then you know some have different experiences on the ride so you know i started off with pirates uh pirates is my favorite ride at Magic Kingdom and Disney World Orlando so I did that one first and that was a way I liked it way better than the one in Disney World and I think maybe just because it was refreshing to see something new I've ridden Pirates in Magic Kingdom like over a hundred times probably maybe not that many times but a lot (laughs) and uh, you know it was like it felt longer there were different scenes the queue was really cool for that ride so there's plenty of other rides that were a different experience than what you get at at disney world from like i said it was refreshing it was something new something that i had never experienced before so a cute little story um sam obviously went to disneyland paris and i was super bummed but then once i accepted the fact that he was going to go without me i said okay well if you're going I at least have to be a part of it in some way. So the time difference is six hours and I refuse to let him have his first steps in the park without me. So I woke up at 3.15 US time or our Eastern Standard Time and it was what, 9 a.m. for you? Yeah, the park opened at 9 a.m. So I think 
you called me a little before that, so it was it was very early your time. Yeah, so I got up at 3.15, FaceTimed, he was outside the gates, and I walked with him through the gates, and I actually rode Pirates via FaceTime with Sam, since that was his first ride. <laughs> That's so fun, yeah. I love that. And you're like so sleepy, like, oh, here I am on Pirates. Oh, I was wide awake oh, by, the, she, by the time I, I was like- I don't think she slept that night, Yeah, I she didn't. was so excited. Yeah, I was like, oh my gosh, I can't miss it, I can't miss it. Did I, you have work that day? Yes, of course I had oh, work wow. that day. Yeah, that would have been, that was a tough day then. Yeah. We also did the Alice in Wonderland walkthrough maze um, that they have there, and uh, that was really cool. We did that together. Yeah, so I, I tried to give you a little bit of the experience. Yes, you certainly did. The labyrinth, the Alice in Wonderland labyrinth, it's literally a, like a hedge maze that you can walk through, and I knew that that was something specific to Disneyland Paris that... I wanted to do something that was Paris specific um, when I was FaceTiming Sam and he also took me up and through the castle since you can walk through the castle. I got to do a lot via FaceTime. I think I was on FaceTime with you for over an hour. Yeah, it was well over an hour. But that walk through a maze, I think I did that before I went to Pirates. So that, it was very cool. Very long, very intricate, a lot of cool little details. It ended up uh, in the castle. You could go to the top of that and it kind of looked out over I guess that's fantasy land right there, so. How was the castle? How did it compare to what you're used to? It was different, but it also, it was very photogenic, I thought. I took some cool pictures of it. Um, it's pink, obviously, and you know, it had its 30th decorations. I mean, it's not as grand as Magic Kingdoms, but it was, it was pretty neat. I think it's really neat that the castle in Disneyland Paris is an attraction. So in Walt Disney World, the castle is, you can walk through the center of it and the um, mosaic murals that tell the Cinderella story are beautiful, but that's as much as you can experience in the castle unless you get a really tough reservation for Cinderella's Royal Table or get a once in a lifetime opportunity to stay in the Cinderella Royal Suite. So I think being able to go in the castle and get to experience um, that in Disneyland Paris is a unique experience that I think would be cool if you could do to a certain extent in Walt Disney World. Um, I mean, obviously you can go in a restaurant there, but it's a little bit different than just being able to like peruse the castle. There's a pretty fun detail in the bottom of the castle. Talk about that. Oh yes, I forgot about that. Yeah, so there's like a dungeon that you can enter from the front of the castle. You go into the left of the castle down below and uh, there's like fo uh, like a fog machine down there and a dragon. I guess it's, it's Maleficent. uh, Maleficent's dragon, yeah. is that right? Well, Maleficent is the dragon. Okay, so I used to play a game online way back in the day. It was called VMK. Any, did you guys play that game? It was, like, it was called Virtual Magic Kingdom. No, I, I never I've did. definitely heard of it. You've I never played it. it. Okay, so there's a, like, there's a room that you can go in that's called the dungeon, and I'm pretty sure it's supposed to resemble the one at Disneyland Paris, but I like I envision what I used to see on a computer screen, and that's what I envision actually in the park, so I like hope it's similar, but also I really miss that game. It was a lot of fun. I think you can still play it through like a different like beta site or something. I'm not sure. I mean, in COVID, I played it again, but <laughs> it is fun because they do include some of like the international parks and yeah. some of the fun stuff with that, so that one you mentioned, Dungeon, I was like, it has to be the same one. That was just a little tidbit, but 
Yeah, I wish I would have been able to explore more. I was FaceTiming you when I was down there and I was losing signal, so I quick ran out and I never went back, but I, I did see like the dragon head and everything. It was it was very neat. That's cool, so cool, cool and detail. just immersive. Just like a different mm -hmm. thing that we don't get in in Walt Disney World. So okay, going back to rides. With the rides, you said some of them obviously have the same names, but they're different. Were there any rides besides Pirates that were named the same as Walt Disney World, but were actually better, just like you had with Pirates? Yeah, so there was Big Thunder, which was, to me, it was better in Disneyland Paris. Um, once again, different experience, but it was cool because the you got on the train in the uh, loading station, and then it went underground under oh, the water wow. and then over to an island and the main ride was over on an island and then you eventually you know came back to the the unloading station but i thought that was really cool court's a big big I'm, thunder I'm girl like, take me now i want it to was, go yeah. i want to go there <laughs> we'll see now when we do go we can go together and we have a personal guide who yeah. can get yeah. us i feel like i know the park pretty well now i will go. say when i was on the train ride to Disneyland Paris before or after you know left the airport I was worried that I wasn't gonna be able to ride all the rides that I wanted to and get all the videos and pictures that Caitlin had sent me so I just went ahead and purchased the ultimate uh, it's called the Disney Premier Access Ultimate which gives you a fast pass to every ride yeah so they have something similar in universal I forget what the name yeah, of it it's is called like I think it's just called the Express Pass yes I think yeah. is the name of it and I, I have done the Express Pass before at Universal, and it's it's pretty good. I mean, it's nice to to like hop on. And they have two Express Passes. One is like for like everything except for their like top tier rides, and then you can buy the extra package that does that. But mm -hmm. I feel like if that was an option at Walt Disney, I just think it's probably too populated for them to do something like that. I don't think it would actually make the Lightning Lane lines actually quick because so many people would just buy it. I agree. So. Yeah. And that's it, cool that you were able to do that. Yeah, and it gave me a lot of confidence, like, knowing that I could take my time. I could literally go to any of the, you know, main attractions and just get in the... I, I think it was still called Lightning Lane there. Um, or maybe it was just called Premier Access. Because there was a, a normal Premier Access where you could just purchase individual rides, like the fast lane for that. Or you could buy the Premier Access Ultimate, and you just got all the rides once. So how much is the Premier Access Ultimate? I think it was two twenty. I think. Okay. I got and that's on top of the Park Pass. I think yeah. the Park Pass is like one thirty, and then I had to purchase that also. So it it made it quite expensive, but for me, it gave me peace of mind because I could take my time. I could stop, take pictures, videos, and still. You know, know that I don't have to wait in a two-hour line to ride one of my favorites. I could just go well, yeah, and you knew that you were gonna be there for just one day, yeah, so yeah. to to walk up to any attraction and just go, okay, I love this. I want to get right back on it again. Yeah. You can just keep riding the rides that you really like and make sure that you you know check everything off the list. Which I recommend is it great... for anyone doing a short trip. I mean, it, okay, it made the cool. day amazing. What were some other rides that you got to be that you got to go on that you had never been on before? Yeah, so. You know, throughout my day. So I started off with Pirates. I then went to Indiana Jones, which is not in Disney. I don't think it's any other park. Um, and that, to me, it's a short ride. It's very old school. I think it's uh, it's not a wooden roller coaster, but it's it's very old or felt old. But uh, it was a it was a fun ride. There's a loop in it, so it's it's pretty intense. Um, 
but you know I like Indiana Jones so that was that was a fun ride did you get to go on Crush's coaster yeah so that was the second part of my day because that's over in Disney Studios Disney Studios Walt 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 Disney Disney Studios. Studios which is the other park I guess it's their Hollywood Studios so that was the second half of my day and Crush's coaster was fun it's very similar to guardians in a way like okay. it's a loose spinning now there's no screen so it's not like you don't get as motion sick as you do i would you know on guardians mm-hmm. but definitely like very fast quick turns you're you know free-flowing spinning it, it was it was a thrill for sure that's the one that i've like heard that's i that's one i've heard the most about when it comes to disney and paris it's like if you go you've got to do crush's coaster i'm yeah, like it's, okay it's i don't even fun. i've never even seen a pov video but i feel like i would enjoy that and i i mean i just want to go to disneyland paris now so i can try all of the rides but specifically that one <laughs> yeah i think it's interesting in walt disney studios in disneyland paris there are a lot of pixar related attractions and then they also have an avengers campus in there so i feel like that's the majority of the theming in that area i know there's also a tower of terror um they have their own version of that in walt disney studios were there any rides in walt disney studios that stood out to you as like your top or something unique in paris that you wouldn't experience somewhere else so i did the web slingers ride which i had never ridden because it's only in disneyland paris and disneyland california that to me was very unique and it was fun i you know i was a single rider i rode with another group but it was still like you know very competitive it was very responsive i thought the technology was very cool um other than that you know i rode tower of terror i rode crushes i rode ratatouille I did the Cars uh, Adventure, like Backlot Tour. That was very quick and not very exciting. But um, Remy's was exactly the same as like uh, exact blueprint. Epcot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then Tower of Terror was kind of a letdown. You got on the ride like you do in uh, Orlando, and instead of it, you know, going out of the one elevator shaft and kind of through the building into the other shaft, which then starts, you know, going up and down. This one you get on and it just starts going up and down. There's no, there, there's a couple like, you know, videos that play, like you go up, you watch a video, but then it just goes up and down. Maybe it was space. I feel like to be able to have the two elevator shafts and kind of the show building in the, in the middle, that calls for a really big building to be able yeah. to do that. So maybe it was a, a space reason that they had to make a smaller Tower of Terror because as yeah. we know Disneyland Paris and, Dis- and Walt Disney Studios is a lot smaller than what we are used to in Magic Kingdom. How would you best describe like the size of both parks? So Disneyland Paris was yeah, I thought it was big. I didn't think it was that small. I mean it's smaller in Magic Kingdom I felt like. Dis- er, Walt Disney Studios was it felt small. I feel like Hollywood Studios kind of like branches out in many different directions and it just kind of had like two different directions you could go. It didn't take long to get around the park. And the parks are directly next to each other, kind of like Disneyland yeah. and yeah, it's, California it's a, Adventure, right? It's a minute walk. Like you go out the exit of Disneyland Paris and you just walk down a, a sidewalk and you're at Walt Disney is that, Studios. Is that like a, is, was that a weird sensation to like leave a park and be like, oh, the next park is directly there? Because yeah. we don't get that at <laughs> Walt Disney World. We had to get on a bus or a Skyliner or yeah. in a car. Well, I, I've watched, you know, Disneyland vlogs. Yeah. Uh, Disneyland California vlogs. So, you know, you see that where the parks are directly across from each other and like how you can just walk right across. So it, you know, kind of 
doing it in person. It was pretty cool. That is, that, I feel like that would be very strange for me. I'd be like, wait, wait, where's the bus? Like, where are we going? <laughs> oh, it's right there. Cool. I think it would take my brain some time to adjust yeah. to that because I'm just used to this, like the size. Yeah. yeah. I think that you had said you thought you could do it well in two days. Is that true? Like oh, it, yeah. you could if see you everything. One day at each park. Yeah. You could do everything. Yeah. How were the wait times like when you were there? Well, so I never really looked at the wait times because I had the ultimate pass. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like Hyperspace Mountain, that one was, I think it was like 75 when I was there. There were a couple other ones that got like close to like 85, 90. But I would say for me, the longest wait I had was Hyperspace Mountain and it was like 10 minutes. That's amazing. Well, so I, I didn't wait longer than, t- it was usually five minutes. I, I got in the line and, you know, I was pretty quickly getting on. While we're on the topic of rides and what's different between parks, talk about Hyperspace Mountain. Because if I were in Disneyland Paris and I saw, oh, Hyperspace Mountain, this seems like a good idea. And then I got on it. I think I'd be in for a rude awakening. Yeah. So that one was... It was a wake-up call. Like I said, I did no research on Disneyland Paris. I just went and rode the rides as they popped up on my list to ride. And that one was very different than regular Space Mountain in Magic Kingdom. So it's it's more like rock and roller coaster. There are multiple corkscrews and some loops, so it's it might be a little more intense than that. There's an upwards like starter oh, yeah, launch. Yeah, yeah. So, when you get on the ride, it's uh, it's pretty cool. It's kind of outdoors or like kind of a open queue area. And you go kind of like Big Thunder where you drop down into a darker room. And then Star Wars music starts playing, the main theme from Star Wars, which is really cool. That is cool. And then you kind of go around a curve. It's still very dark. And then you go up to this, I guess, launch. And it's kind of like Slinky where you go up and then it kind of recoils and you go back. And then it launches you, kind of like Rock and Roller Coaster, where you go zero to 60 in whatever seconds. And I mean, it launches you into the next building, which is then like the main coaster, and it's intense. Did you enjoy it, though? Like, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I like a thrill ride every once in a while. The Star Wars music and all the, you know, Star Wars themes throughout it, it was it was very fun yeah i forgot the hyperspace mountain in disneyland paris was a star wars theme um i think that's like a good a good target for that ride if the space mountain in disney world had some sort of like star wars music playing while you ride it i feel like that would be so fun another ride that surprisingly stood out was autopia i think that's what it's called um, yeah so it's, it's like, like the, the cars tomorrowland one. speedway of disneyland yeah. paris and uh, I never go on the Tomorrowland Speedway. Me either. It's the worst. I mean, it's not the worst, but it's, it's, it's it needs to be updated. But the one in agreed. Paris, I thought was so cool. It it's way longer than the one, or it felt longer than the one in uh, Magic Kingdom. But it went like back through the woods. You know, it was very pretty. The landscaping was cool. It was it was honestly a very cool experience. I took videos the whole time. If you guys see Autopia videos on our Instagram, it's it's Sam's content. We yeah. did we did um, give Sam a list of yes. hey, if you're going to go to Disneyland Paris, these are all the things that we need you to capture. <laughs> and it was great because I feel like we have some amazing content now, so thanks for that. <laughs> that was a that was a great time. 
Yes, definitely um, checked all of the boxes of the long list I sent you, so we appreciate that for sure. Um, okay, so let's switch gears a little bit. We've been talking about the comparison of rides and attractions specifically. Let's talk about the comparison of the Disneyland Paris 30th celebration with the Walt Disney World 50th celebration. Both parks have celebrations going on that are pretty big and like significant milestones for the parks. They're doing their own things. And so we've been able to see the 50th so many different times this year. Did anything specifically about the 30th stand out to you? Did you feel like they were doing a lot celebration wise or was it kind of just a subtle, oh yeah, by the way, we're celebrating 30 years. They did a good job. I feel like Magic Kingdom did a a very good job with their 50th. Uh, All the decorations, the merch, the you know special treats and things that they offer disneyland paris also did the same thing i thought their branding was really cool i like how they did the 30 and it was like you know the mickey symbol within that i thought that was very creative the treats were at multiple locations i feel like they really did a good job with that i didn't obviously get to try them all in one day but i tried a couple and they were very good the merch was very well done. I like the colors. Um, I bought a Mickey doll. Yeah, just like they have the 50th Mickey, they had a 30th Mickey. So Sam got me a 30th Mickey. That's so cute. They did a really good job. I thought it was really well done. It's very similar to how Magic Kingdom did it. I mean, they had the the decorations down Main Street. The castle had decorations. Disney just goes above and beyond at every park. It it honestly, you know, made me appreciate Disney even more because even, you know, a park across the Atlantic Ocean that I've never been to was, you know, at the same quality as the one that I go to in Orlando. Did you get to see their, their, I think they have like a special celebration nighttime show that has the drones. Did you I, get to stay? Did you did not yeah, get to watch that. I, <laughs> I had a flight back. I think the flight left at eight, so I had to leave. Like, oh, gotcha. I have seen some footage from that show, how they utilize the yeah. the drones, and I would love to see them bring that type of technology to some of our nighttime shows at Walt Disney World because the, stuff, the content that I've seen is just absolutely incredible to see how it all works and how they incorporate that as a part of their nighttime show. So I was curious if you'd had a chance to, to check that out or not. But hey, another reason to go back. Yeah. <laughs> oh, now, yeah. The parade... I did get to see that. That was the one show I got to see. And I got to see it a couple times, but I will say that was really good. It was I, like a fall festival style like oh show gosh. and it was it was so good. I've seen a lot of videos too of like a lot of their characters during their parades or just different shows. It seems like they go really all out for that type of yeah, experience. The, yeah, the performers were great. The music was really good. Um, the like hub in front of the castle has four stages. And all the floats stopped, and then the you know people that weren't on the floats, the dancers and people, would go up on the stage and then perform. So it was it was a very well done, very elaborate show. Yeah, it was like an actual show, not just a parade. It was yeah. kind of two in one. I thought it was, I saw some videos. We'll have to post some to our story, but I it took was plenty of videos. Yeah, it I was, really like the song too. It's very catchy. Okay, yeah, I, I was trying here. to sit here and trying to remember the name of the song because I remember I saw a video. Maybe it was on TikTok or maybe it was YouTube, and I sent it to you, and I was like. 
yo, their parade song, like, it slaps. Like, this is so good. And you're like, what the heck? I love this. Sam has played it multiple times, like, while we're driving to Target. Yeah, it's the full festival one. It's like Vive vive La something. Anyways, I'll put a snippet. I think it's like Vive La Vida, like, live live your life, something like that. It was very catchy, and I was all for it. I love that. Oh, that's so much fun. And just really exciting that not only you got to go to Disneyland Paris, but you got to experience it during their 30th anniversary, which is, a, I think, an extra, you know, icing on the cake oh, yeah. for your for your time. So shifting gears again, let's talk about food. You talked about some of the treats and some of the stuff that's specific to the anniversary. What did you eat? What did you like? What did you not like? Give us give us the tea. The first thing I ate, because I didn't eat breakfast at the hotel, I was very late to the train. So I rode a few rides, was walking towards Phantom Manor, and I saw a little refreshment cart, and they had, or I guess a refreshment station, and they had a, they had mini waffles. It was three mini Mickey waffles that had Nutella, marshmallows, and then a little 30th. Uh, medallion like white chocolate thing on top and that that to me was delicious yeah I'm a huge breakfast person and I have a huge sweet tooth and so Mickey waffles with Nutella hazelnut spread and Lucky Charms marshmallows that is sugar overload but also delicious Yes. Okay. So that was breakfast. What did yeah. What did you have next? There was a There was a restaurant across from Phantom Manor that had chicken nuggets, mac and cheese, like a chili, like things that I really probably would have liked. But Caitlin really recommended that I go to a deli that was on the main street, and I got a cheese and ham sandwich the reason why i recommended this was because any blog post that you read about like what you have to eat if you're in disneyland paris it is a french sandwich called a croque monsieur and so it is a basically like a ham and cheese sandwich but it's like a grilled cheese it's like very big yeah so i'm a big grilled cheese fan and it was good it was a big sandwich and I didn't expect it to be that big. Um, and it was cheese overload. There was cheese That's in the dream. sandwich, cheese on like toasted on top of the sandwich. So you said it was kind of like a weird cheese, though, not like an average yeah, American I, I, grilled I cheese. I honestly don't know what kind of cheese was on it, but yeah, it was it was all right. I mean, I ate most of it, and then I kind of was cheesed out. And then <laughs> I bought a uh, 30th anniversary raspberry cookie. To go with it, and that was delicious. Okay, anything raspberry sign. Yeah. I, I saw it said oh. raspberry. Immediately bought it. That's. I literally just sent something this week. I was like, look at this new raspberry Dole Whip creation. Something <laughs> that I saw on Disney Food Blog. Must have it now. <laughs> yeah. So you had those things, but didn't you also go to their Starbucks? Yeah. So on my way out of the park, on the way back to the train, I went to the Starbucks because I had to get Caitlin the 30th anniversary mug. I have all the 50th ones, so I needed the Paris one. It makes sense. So I made sure to stop and get that, and I, you know, got a coffee on the way out, too. Well, I'm hungry now, so I'm (laughs) ready to go to Paris, and I think I would love that ham and cheese sandwich. I love all the cheese, so I think I would love that, and we'll definitely be trying that when I go. Okay, one more fun little question here. If you could bring one thing from Disneyland Paris back to Walt Disney World, what would you bring? It could be a ride, it could that, be a food tough. item, it could be a 
show. The parade. Yeah, the parade. <laughs> the parade. <laughs> I would take the parade. And the stages and just like yeah. plant them in the middle. <laughs> yeah. No, the parade was fun. That was, uh, it caught me off guard because I was just trying to cut across the park to get to, I think, Peter Pan or something, whatever was next to my list. And I, I heard it start and I was like, oh, it's kind of catchy. And I knew Caitlin wanted videos of anything I could get. So I like stayed and watched it and I was like, that, it's pretty well done. But if it were a ride, I think I'd pick something different. I, I love all the rides in Magic Kingdom uh, or Walt Disney World for how they are. Um, even though it was refreshing to, you know, ride the rides in Disneyland Paris and experience something new, um, I wouldn't change any of the rides that had the same name. But um, I think the Indiana Jones coaster was something new, um, and it's very different than what is in Magic Kingdom. So I, I, I think it would fit in. I think that was a. a fun new ride to me also uh the crush crushes coaster was that was fun too. yeah that would be cool you can just throw yeah. that next to the land what is it like turtle time with crush talk talk turtle talk with turtle crush. talk with <laughs> turtle time <laughs> turtle talk with crush that could be like the pre-show and yeah. then you go and you get on crush's coaster cool oh, right i love it i'm yeah. sure there's plenty of land back there to throw it in oh yeah yeah, yeah come on disney just and throw you it in the indies coaster uh where the uh Primeval World used to be my favorite <gasps> ride of all time. That uh, actually uh, makes sense in Animal oh, Kingdom. R.I.P. That is such a good ride, yeah. honestly. Oh my gosh, I love that. Okay, so you went, you had such a great time, spontaneous day while you're on your work trip. Would you do it again? 100%. And I would take Caitlin. There you go. Good <laughs> answer. That <laughs> is the good, yeah. that's the answer we were looking for. <laughs> yeah. Well, it would be way more enjoyable to have somebody to experience it with you, to... You know share treats with you can eat twice as much if you have two people yeah uh, and like i said i can be a good tour guide now because i've done it i know how to get from the airport to the park and around the park so perfect yeah. see it's it's great we're just already gonna mentally plan the next time that we're all gonna go because i'm definitely gonna tag along on this trip yeah well we've already said next time that you are visiting your family in england um i'm just gonna tag along and then we'll pop over to paris it's so easy, easy to go from england to paris too like it's just super i mean and traveling in europe is just easy so easy <laughs> it's just so much different than it is here like public transportation is way more accessible and so it's it's great that a lot of people in europe can can visit these parks but anyways like we said thanks so much for being with us next time we're gonna have to get jed on here and do a, a dual couple episode and talk, probably talk a lot about star wars but this was so fun getting to have you on here so thank you of course Hey all, this is Kelly from Kelly's Magical Vacations, the official travel partner of the Castle Chat, and I am so excited to bring you today's trip tip. If you or your kiddos are super into pools, I would definitely recommend checking out these two resorts. Disney's Yacht Club and Disney's Beach Club both share one pool that is basically a water park. Stormalong Bay is three acres long and it has a sand bottoms pool, a slide, and just an amazing experience that you cannot beat. This pool is only available to resort guests, so if you're interested in this, definitely consider looking at Beach Club or Yacht Club for your next vacation. Be sure to head over to Kelly's Magical Vacations on Instagram for all your Disney tips and tricks. And if you are looking to plan a Disney vacation, you can head to the Castle Chats Instagram, click that link in their bio, and there will be a form that you can fill out so that we can start planning and I can help you with everything from your accommodations to your tickets to your dining and everything in between. 
creator spotlight it's another spotlight for another day that was really good i sometimes they come to me and they're good sometimes they don't and i'm embarrassed you know each time that you do it though i'm i'm really just blown away that you can on the spot just to say something because i don't have the ability to really wing it but you do that is definitely one of your spiritual gifts oh thank you so much i really appreciate that (laughs) it's a compliment of the year for me actually there you go there you go okay so we are back with our creator spotlight and today we have a bff spotlight right oh my gosh i'm so pumped to do a bff spotlight court you are obviously my disney bestie so i felt like it's totally appropriate for us to shout out other disney besties Of course, who are we shouting out today? So I'll take one, you take the other. Okay, great. First of all, I'm going to shout out another Kate because we love a good Kate in the world. And um, Disney's Cool is our first creator spotlight for today. We love following Kate on Instagram. She has a lot of fun Disney style posts and I love getting to follow her because she posts a lot of Disney BFF content with her girl who we're also going to shout out, Court. Okay, our other other gal pal over here is MKM Magic, which is Mary Kate. You may have seen her on some different um, TikToks and Reels. She has some incredible content. Her stuff is super styled and fun. She's always got a sassy pair of sunglasses on, and I love all of her different looks and the content that she's able to put together. It's just, it's light and airy and fun. Yes, and Disney, like we've talked about, is more fun when you do it together. So I love getting to see other gal pals just having so much fun together and the most magical place on earth. So Disney's cool Kate and MKM Magic Mary Kate are some awesome gal pals to follow on Instagram. If you're not following them, go check them out. Yeah, you definitely need to check them out. Well, guys, thanks so much for spending time with us and Sam today on this episode of The Castle Chat. But for now, we'll leave you with what we always leave you with, which is there's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow out there waiting for you. Go make it magical. See you real soon. Bye, guys. Bye.